This episode of Under Further Review is sponsored by the Will Pinton Agency with Alpha Insurance. As your local hometown Alpha agent, it is Will's duty to assist you and your family in any way possible with your insurance needs. Will's goal is to give his customers a personal and professional service, and it's a goal that he takes seriously. Will is available 24-7. He wants to help serve you and your family and also become a friend along the way. In addition to Boaz, Will also proudly serves the Sardis, Mountainboro, Horton, Aroni, and Douglas communities in Alabama. Will is my personal insurance agent for everything I have insured, from my home to my vehicles, and I wouldn't have anyone else. Not only is he there when I need him, but he's also a very good friend. Give Will a call today at 256-343-4614. Go give his Facebook page a like at willpentonagency-alphainsurance or send him an email at wpenton at alphains.com. He's located in Boaz at 101 South Main Street, Boaz, Alabama, 35957. And again, give him a call today at 256-343-4614. Today's sports are under further review. The UFR Sports Podcast with Anthony Burgess. Point 80, point 80, spider two, wide banana. Omaha, Omaha. The previous play is under further review. Your go-to podcast to hear the latest in the sports world. We are live. Welcome to another edition of Under Further Review, the sports podcast. This is the Couch Coach Corner edition with Will Penton. What's up, everyone? And Colton Kelly. Yo. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Start us off, Colton. How are you? Well, I'm going to let you guys start it off. I made you sit here for 30 minutes while I was on my way. So, I mean, how, how are you all now? I mean. Are you mad at me? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> we we had stuff to do afterwards, but it's okay. But you can totally redeem yourself if you'll do your mock-up of the <laughs> intro of the podcast. <laughs> right now? Right yes, now. right now. Hold <laughs> on. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty spot on. Oh, uh, my leg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. So what are we talking about? Uh, well, I think uh, we start out with the obvious for us three is the Iron Bowl. Yeah. All Iron right. Bowl week. Yeah, we're here on Wednesday before Thanksgiving, so happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Yes. It's it's a big week in, in Alabama here. Um, yeah, we got the Iron Bowl Saturday, so. Bragging rights for the state. Yep, for yep. Three, yep, 365 days, and we don't take holidays off from that one either. Everybody mm-hmm. talks about it at Thanksgiving, Christmas, no matter what, so. And it is two against one right now. Yeah, it is. We have a yeah, I tried to get another Auburn fan on today, <laughs> and it did not work. Well, somebody's going to sound really stupid because this is going to drop Monday after the fact, right? <laughs> yeah. It's probably so, going to be me, just like my college football playoff <laughs> predictions went. And then the other one, it dropped after that. And the two teams I had named, yeah. I think, both got smoked over that weekend. Yeah, so I called good. Anthony. I'm like, delete that episode. <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, let that one go. Oh, well, man. and it ended with your go dogs, too. Yeah, yeah. I it. They're still undefeated, though. So yeah. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. So what, did, what was your prediction on the college football playoff? I didn't make one. I, 
I, you know. <laughs> or did you? I'm and you're just to... saying that. It's <laughs> yeah. not like we can't go back and listen right. to it. Did you really not make one? I just agree with you guys. Who's your pick now? What's your prediction now? Yeah. Um. It. I. I don't know. I really don't know. I, I would be scared to make one. I would say TCU is very likely. Okay. And Georgia is obviously very likely. Yeah. yeah. They're acting like Michigan and Ohio State has a chance to make it. Is that really? I mean, I I think it is. I mean, because this is the first year that I don't think a, a an SEC a two SEC teams will make it in. So I mean, I mean, benefit of the doubt. I think they've got a legit shot, right? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Um, it just depends, yeah. I guess, on how close the game is. I mean, if Ohio State just absolutely drills them, or vice versa. I think the funnest topic with the rankings is. You know, I've seen a lot. Tennessee's nine and two, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple other nine and two teams that seem to be ahead of them right now, with a with a, with a worse strength of record and strength of schedule altogether, right? So, what do you guys think about that? To me, Tennessee lost their chance, and they you just can't get beat by thirty by by South Carolina. You know, that's yeah. a, that's a loss you just can't. Like Oregon can do that against Georgia. You know, maybe still. Maybe still have a chance, but probably not anymore with them either. But you know what I'm saying? You can't do that to South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's interesting to note, too, and I just thought about this after I even said it. Hooker's <laughs> done, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the CFP's always made it known that they take stuff like that into account. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, they were talking about that last night. They were they were saying, I can't believe Tennessee dropped so far. And they're like, well, they don't have Hendon Hooker. Like, yeah, but they got the other guys. Like That, they like, that doesn't matter. Like, yeah. you know, that'd be like, I mean, if, if Bryce Young was out – for the rest of the season, you know, that changes. It don't matter. They still have those other guys. That changes your team drastically. Yeah, and what a – man, it sucks for Hendon Hooker. It does. It, I mean, regardless, yeah. a great, great quarterback. I think a great person. I hate that happened to him. Yeah. And um, for college football in general, yeah, right? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, I agree. You can't get beat by South Carolina that bad. And then, all, I mean, you get beat by Georgia pretty bad. I just yeah. – I don't think that they've got the, the chance. But um, I, I don't know. I, I Georgia, number one, for sure. Um, I think I, I'm thinking Michigan. I for some I, don't, I can't even tell you why. I just think that they'll beat Ohio State. I really have no reason behind that, so I don't know. But I, I think it's going to be Michigan, and then I would say TCU and USC at this point. Yeah, but USC has a tough. Yeah, they have a tough road left with their, with their final two games that they have to play. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I still think even though they're back right now, Clemson has a better chance to win out, and if they're going to be a what an eleven and one or twelve and one at that point conference champion. It's gonna be hard to leave them out. So who was Clemson's loss to? Notre Dame, who has you know redeemed theirself. Yeah. So that that loss looks a lot better than it did at the time. But it was a bad loss. It was a terrible loss. What was, was pretty like? It's pretty a blowout, bad. right? I mean. Yeah, it, yeah. It was a blowout. I didn't realize that. It was a blowout, and uh, and then like you know you hate to say terrible wins, but they've had some terrible wins this year mm-hmm. too, and the ACC as a whole is is you know not very good. So. Yeah. And they got and they got to play South Carolina, like you said earlier. Yeah. I mean, that's I mean, South Carolina's playing ball right now, man. Yeah. I mean, that could be a man. And speaking of South thing. Carolina, this wasn't on the topic, but whenever Spencer Rattler is on, his arm talent is so much fun to watch, but he is just so sporadic. Like if you go back and watch those Tennessee highlights, he flicks a ball like he's throwing a Nerf ball yep. and puts it right where he wants it, but I just don't understand how he hadn't figured it out, but I think that he's going to get drafted uh you know, and, and he'll probably get a chance to play in the NFL just strictly off that arm talent that he's shown because we know that, you know, they, they look at that and say, oh, we can fix him. Yep. I mean. Well, it, what was it? Uh, two years ago he was the preseason Heisman favorite, right, mm-hmm. when he was at Oklahoma? Mm-hmm. Um, Seems like he's been like a Heisman favorite preseason guy like his whole entire career, you yeah. know. 
Did uh, did you guys watch the? I think it's QB one, the the TV show that's got that had him in it. Yeah. In high school. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, he was he was he was yeah. a stud in high school. He knew it too. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think it, it's going to be uh, it'll be interesting to see how the year ends. I don't think LSU. Um, <clears throat> I don't think LSU has a shot. I mean, not unless, unless they, they just yeah. beat the crap out of Georgia, which I don't think will happen. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm going to that game. Are you? Georgia, LSU. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not not technically looking forward to it, but yeah. Right. I mean, it's still fun to get to watch two teams, and you never know. Because, I mean, like I said, we were talking about how on the last podcast how good Georgia is, and then against Kentucky, they just their offense just didn't show up, which they've done several times this year. So yeah. you just never know what you're going to get. But I, I think it's just, you know, they, they weren't – up for that game, I guess you would say. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but you put them in, you know, put them in the arena with the spotlights on. I think they'll be ready. Yeah. So, so what happens in the Iron Bowl? What do you think, Colton? Well, they're going to play some football. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be a lot. Cl- I mean, it's going to be a good game now, right? I mean, I think. Yeah. Four weeks ago, we were thinking, you know, it's it's you know definitely a blowout. Nobody's looking forward to it. At this point, I think it might actually be a pretty good game. So. I'm not going to make any predictions on it. I mean, you know who I want to win, but yeah. it's uh, it's going to be a good game, I think. I, I've said all year, you know, regardless of what, how Auburn performs, regardless of how Alabama performs, it's going to be a good game. I mean, yeah. the Iron Bowl always is. Well they, I, well, they always say that, but then you guys have beat us 36 to nothing before. So, I mean, you know. And 42 mm-hmm. to 14. Okay. Yeah. 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 Hey, I was thinking this morning, <laughs> you remember that time, you remember 2017 when I came over here or came to your house then and watched the game with you? I do. And and I acted so bad, my wife didn't talk to me for a full day. No way. Well, it was because his wife's a huge Alabama fan too, um, and uh, yeah, that one yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> See, and that's that's what we're talking about in this state. It's like how would you know? You have houses divided, marriages divided yeah. on that day, and and it's serious. You know, it's yep. luckily luckily my wife's an Alabama fan, so we don't run into that. But yeah, I mean it it gets it gets heated on that day. It was funny though. He, I mean, he was, and rightfully so. I mean, just as I would have been, he was he was jumping around and and uh, it just so happened, you know, like I said, he's married to an Alabama fan, so she was mad. I was mad that the game ended the way it did. Right. I and, walked out of his front door with my arms up like yeah. this. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Anthony, did you talk to him for a while after that, or did it take some time? No, I did. I it, since we've been older, I mean, it hasn't it hasn't been an issue. But I've like made it back mad in too the, many times at this point. Yeah, right. back in the day though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it, it's it's going to be a good ball game. And like you said, four or five weeks ago, you wouldn't have said that. But with with the renewed energy that Auburn is playing with, and yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely think that that you know is it's going to be a good ball game because Alabama's shown time and time again this year, even in games you're like, oh, they should handle this one. It's just like they just don't. They they just don't. You know, they yeah. don't have that uh, that put away factor I guess you would say like they used to well last year was I mean Alabama if you were looking at it strictly off of just stats and the way the the season had kind of progressed for both teams Alabama should have dominated Auburn last year in that game Mm -hmm. and they did oh yeah I mean it obviously went into uh, overtime and was an extremely close game so I think that you know regardless how you look at it it's it's always going to be a good game uh, except for there's a few instances where it hasn't been but for the majority, mm-hmm. Alabama Auburn's always a, a really good ball game, and I, I think so. I think that uh, I think if Harson was still the coach, I think that it would probably it wouldn't be as close of a game. I would feel confident saying that, but 
with the renew in, renewed energy with Cadillac, mm-hmm. I think it will be a, a good ball game. They're yeah. going to come out. They're going to be well, full of energy. Right. Hey, actually, talking football, a few things I'm worried about. Number one, <clears throat> you guys still have premium talent all over the field no matter what, much mm-hmm. better than we do. Number two, our defensive line's beat up right now. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be thin, you know, so I think the first half will probably keep it really close. I can even see it, you know, going into half with, with, with you know, depending on how it plays out. Maybe Auburn has a little bit of a lead. I don't know, but – I think second half Alabama probably takes over. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Robbie's a wild card every single game. Mm-hmm. You never know if he's going to play the game of his life or if he doesn't. But, you know, last three games we've been very one-dimensional, which yeah. has worked so far. But And, and, and may, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it works this game too because we're actually pulling guards a lot better. Linemen are moving their feet a lot better. Um, if we can keep – you know, getting outside like we have been, maybe we put up a good run game and, and keep it that close. But uh, I, I still think Alabama probably uh, pulls away at the end and, and and probably wins the game by ten to fourteen points is what I would say. Mm-hmm. What's the uh, what's Auburn's strength on defense at this point? The defensive line for sure. Um, and like I said, it, we our, our starters, you know, Colby Wooden, uh, Derek Call, uh, Marcus Harris went down for a little while. Um, on Saturday, I haven't heard any reports on him. I'm assuming he's playing. Jeffrey Mba, the uh, the French dude, big mm-hmm. dude. He's uh, he he didn't play last game or the game before that. I don't know if he's going to be back or not. But anyway, we've got a lot of dudes beat up on the line. Mm-hmm. Morris Joseph went down. He's been really good lately. Uh, last week, so we had some injuries in the Western Kentucky game. I don't know if those guys are going to end up playing, and if they, they they may be limited. So I just don't think the line has the depth that it has all season to keep up the way it has. Right. They'll get tired. And with all that being said, I, I think Alabama tries to really come out and establish a run game, mm-hmm. you know, because um, Gibbs should be back this week. You know, he sat out last week against Austin yeah. P. They said he could have played, but, you know, didn't have a reason to. So with Gibbs back, and, of course, you got Jace McClellan, all those guys, kind of I, I think Alabama's going to try to establish that run game early to open up the pass game off of that. Because, But then again, it's Bill O'Brien. So who knows what he's going to come out and try to establish? Um, but yeah, uh, to me, you have to take advantage of that you, if you don't if you don't set up a run game on Saturday, and you're sitting back there in the pocket and you're just trying to win, throwing the ball to those receivers, I think it's going to make for a lot closer game. You're going to have several more three and outs, um, and you're going to give Auburn, you know, Robbie Ashford more time, which you don't want, you know. Yeah, we've we've kind of figured the secondary out over the past few weeks. We've we've moved Jalen Sampson to safety where he's really thrived. Um, we, you know, Donovan Kaufman's been hurt at nickel. We've rotated there, and we found a lot of good guys at nickel now. Um, so the secondary is pretty solid right now. But if you guys can get to the second level in the run game, mm-hmm. I, I, that's going to be the difference maker. If you guys can get past the first level, you're going to get six or seven yards of carry every carry mm-hmm. because yeah. the those linebackers can play back a little bit, but they're not good in in in, in, uh, in, in rush defense. So we'll. We'll see how that goes, but I think that's probably our weakest point is that second level, and I think you guys will play that pretty well. Yeah. And then flipping it to Alabama's defense, you know, Auburn's offensive line has not been quite as good as, you know, they have been in the past this year. So I think that's going to – because, you know, Alabama's defensive front is pretty stout. You have Will Anderson, Dallas Turner, you know, DJ Dale, you know, Otis in the middle. You have a lot of guys in there that I think Alabama will be able to take advantage and get some pressure in this game. But even if you get pressure, you got a guy like Robbie Ashford back there who can make plays with his legs. So those those guys in the secondary 
and the linebackers have to be ready to make plays. So I'm sure they'll have a rat or a spy on Ashford just about all night. You know, they're going to say, hey, we're going to rush these guys toe-to-toe. You're going to sit back and be our rat today. Your job is to chase Ashford wherever he goes, right? That's, that's what yeah. you're going to have to do. You're going to have to make him – because you can't just let him drop back on third and long and scramble up the middle for a first down. That's a killer. Well, so so that's really where he might have an advantage this game. He, he does better out of the pocket than he does in. So mm-hmm. the fact that there's probably not going to be a pocket at all this game, <laughs> right. you know, mm-hmm. it may benefit him. He's really good on the throw. You know, mm-hmm. he can throw cross body across, you know, on the other side of the field while while rushing to the right, you know, uh, yeah. really well. Just these things you don't expect quarterbacks to do well. Yeah. He does them really well. Then he just can't make an established throw. Right. You know, so. And something Alabama's gotten better at, I noticed in the Ole Miss game, is, you know, they talk about, like, collapsing a pocket. And so they're going to do that against Ashford. You're going to have to rush wide. And those guys in the middle are going to have to stay sound in their gaps. And you have to just kind of collapse it. You know, you can't just be screaming off the edge almost because he can get outside of that. You have to kind of – collapsing the pocket is just where you circle out, you know, around him, and then you just can you let him sit in the pocket and try to make a throw, and you just keep crunching down as that goes on and just kind of leave him with nothing. Because, like I said, if you're if you're shooting gaps and he's able to get outside of that pocket is when he can create. So I could see them trying to rush wide, keep him contained, have a, have a rat right there up the middle just in case he does try to, you know, get through there and just kind of collapse it on him and make him make a throw. Yeah. I think a lot of the I think a lot of the defensive pressure is going to come from the edge though, and I, I if if you guys do pull away earlier than than not, it's going to be because of turnovers, and I could see the edges beating the tackles, mm-hmm. you know, and and causing some of that. Mm-hmm. You got Killian Zier who hasn't been playing football but three or four years, four five years, you know, guy from Germany uh, on the left side. Mm-hmm. You got Brennan Coffey who's only started three games on the right side. Yeah, you know, there's guys that's going to be beat, and their their footwork is really slow off the, you know, mm-hmm. off a pass. So, uh, that I think that's where you guys may dominate, and that yeah, they, they'll probably try to be ready for it. I don't know what they can do though. We just don't we don't have a ton of talent on the line. Mm-hmm. What it comes down to, right? Something I am excited about, and he's been great the last couple of weeks, is uh, Alex McPherson though. As an Auburn fan, that's got to be cool to see that you know he was hopped obviously in high school and rightfully so, number one kicker in the nation. He comes in, he's been he's been lights out so far. He uh, they they have passed the torch, you yes. know, at kicker U to 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 Alex, and it, it it is fun, you know. We we going back and just a little story, you know, Gus Malzahn didn't offer Alex. Uh huh. Grew up, they grew up from what I understand, they're they're not very open with it, but they grew up Auburn fans. Yeah. Right. Uh, he's the best kicker possibly in the nation. Yeah. Doesn't get an offer from Gus. Gus has a new guy. One of the big, one of the best things Harson did, you know, in his whole short tenure was offer Alex McPherson and get him on on the planes. Uh, but you know, I went to the game um, against Texas A and M. First mm-hmm. game he started. Yeah, and this dude beside me um, is one of those guys that just yells a lot that doesn't know right. anything. Yeah, and McPherson kicks off. You know, they, they, they pulled him out on kickoff after uh-huh. the first kickoff, but he kicks it out of bounds, first kickoff. And this guy stands up and he starts yelling. He's like, this is what – this you, you're going you're gonna to put this guy in? I, t- <laughs> I knew this was a bad – you know, he's just yelling like right. an idiot. And, uh, uh, but, but us that know Alex and have seen him play, which uh-huh. I don't know him personally, but I've seen him play a lot, you know, you know that he's just going to be a generational kicker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the time it's all said and done, I wouldn't doubt if he's right there with Daniel, you know, in mm-hmm. the record books at Auburn. Mm-hmm. He has the leg to do it. That fifty-one yarder he kicked in last week was easy money. Plenty of yeah. distance you know, behind it. Yeah, plenty, and, sure. and, yeah. And, and he wasn't. You could tell he wasn't even at. You know. No, no. So. I, like I said, I watched him all through high school, and uh, you know, he, man, he's just a stud. And he's a great kid. Comes from a great family, 
And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to see what Alex is going to do. Even as an Alabama fan, that's something that, you know, if, if I'm watching an Auburn game, I'm, I'm cheering for him to, you know, to just knock it right through. Well, you so. know, here, here, you know, Northeast Alabama, and I know Anthony wants to get in here too. Sorry about that. Um, hmm. Go ahead. We, we don't see a whole lot of the guys from our area, get, you know, make it to, right. you know, the SEC mm-hmm. in particular. Um, it's really fun to see guys locally that actually make it there and play yeah. and – you know, he's, he's one of our own, really, over here. So Yep, and you had mentioned that Harson didn't go to a lot of schools, but Fort Payne was one. Like, he specifically came and visited Alex at Fort Payne, you know, and, and walked around the school. And, uh, you know, and that's, that's neat. You know, whenever you have guys around here that, you know, are getting are getting attention like that and then living up to the hype. I know it's early, but I, I have full confidence that, you know, not worried about Alex whatsoever. No, not at all. Hey, uh, so is Eli Ricks playing this weekend? I'm not sure. It's a good question. I know he was out on concussion protocol. Um, then I, I imagine he'd be. I'd imagine he would be back because that, that was two weeks ago when it happened. So unless he's just had a setback, typically, if, typically a week or two on concussion protocol should that be could good. be a huge liability for Alabama if Eli Ricks is not back and yeah. Terry on Arnold is yeah, Arnold, starting at yeah. uh, defensive back. That's yeah. a that is a liability. Good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was uh, LSU, not LSU. Um, what was it? Ole Miss. Ole Miss picked on Arnold all night. I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, wasn't it Ole Miss? Yeah, you could. Just, I, yeah, Dart just kept throwing it at Arnold. I, I think that was the game. Trying to look be back mistaken. and see if trying to see if Ricks is going to play. Well, that might be. I mean, is that your thinnest point on the on the team as defensive back? Yeah. If Eli you, Ricks is in, I mean, he's he's pretty much a lockdown. Yeah. But Arnold started the year. Yeah. And Eli Ricks supposedly was in Saban's doghouse. Mm-hmm. Um, came from LSU, yep. incredible player at LSU. Yep. Um, and I don't know all of his accolades, but there was some there yeah, from I'm LSU. Sure. Uh, yeah. So then he hits transfer portal, comes to Alabama. I mean, kind of a just a lock. For, Supposed to be the guy. Yeah. Everybody thinking he's going to start, yeah. and then uh, Terry on Arnold starts. Yeah. yeah. Works and everybody was kind of blown away that that yeah. happened. And and you know that is Alabama's. You know, I guess you would say like thinnest position, which is kind of crazy. If you if you go by stars and by recruiting rankings, they're not. All those guys were high. I mean, like you have Malachi Moore. You know, he came out of Hewitt Trustful, and as a freshman, I remember we were texting in a group chat with some friends. Like this is this is the next Minka Fitzpatrick because he looked like it his freshman year. Yeah. He was all around, flying around, intercepting the ball, and then he's just kind of like he's a special teams guy now and gets some playing time. It's just it's so strange. I don't know where the Lack of development is, is happening with those defensive backs, but it's the opposite of what how it used to be. You well, know, and you got so you got Kool Aid McKinstry on the other side, opposite of Eli or yeah, or who's Taylor gotten Norman. so much better. Though. He has, he has, and and I'm not as worried on that side as I am if uh, Terry on Arnold starts on the other side. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I think that that's the that's the biggest weakness on Alabama's defense at this point would be if he's in. Yeah. If Eli Ricks is in, I'm I'm confident on the edges. Then you need to worry about DeMarco Hellams, the safety yes. number two. Yeah. He, he's great in run support, but uh, when it comes to – he's – and I hate to say he's the one that allowed Jalen Hyatt to score all those, but if you look, he too was involved in a lot of those plays in the Tennessee game that – where 11 was wide open for touchdowns. Like I said, he's great in run support, but I'm not sure if it's his eyes or, you know, eye discipline or something gets off in, yeah, in the past he- game. Helms was the one in the Tennessee game that I think it was – it was I know for a fact once, maybe twice in that game, where he bit on an out and up. Yeah. And we had a, we had a flat defender covering that yeah. out, and he still bit on the out. Yeah. And then they just ran past him and, and got the deep ball. But, yeah, it's – 
there's some there's some holes there. Uh, Helms would I'd definitely be one, and then mm-hmm. depends on who starts the defensive back. And then it's you know who do we have show up that day? I yeah. mean, are, are guys going to take plays off? Yeah. You know, I mean, there's there's some of that going on as well. So the front seven's still so good. Toto transferring mm-hmm. was was a lifesaver. You yeah. know, that's yeah. most of Alabama's guys the last few years in that transfer portal have been lifesavers. But Toto has really came on, and he's obviously the leader of the defense and. You know, he flies around, too, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see. You know, Will Anderson needs a big game. He had such a good year last year that this year almost feels like a disappointment uh, because he hasn't had the stats. But he, this is to me, this is a day that he can go out there and he needs to reestablish and say, hey, I'm still Will Anderson, you know, in case you forgot. To me, that's, that's what he's going to have to. Well, and, and this is, might be the last time to show it, right? Exactly. I, I mean, yeah. he, I doubt he plays in the bowl game. So, I mean, he, you know, this is the last chance for him, for Bryce Young, to kind of put on their show and okay. what they've got in preparation for the draft. Right. Same thing with Gibbs, I would imagine. Yeah. Well, and I could be wrong. I mean, I, you never know. These guys might play, but I wouldn't. I, I don't think I would. I mean, you have – and yeah, you got millions of dollars on the line and, yep. you know, your potential top ten draft pick. Yeah. those guys so I, I don't know I I look at that in several different ways and I've never really been able to decide how you know that like my final viewpoint on that is I it's it sucks that some guys choose to not play because then you gotta right. get into that well it's the team like you want them mm-hmm. to be there part of the team and play in the game and then you look at it from the other side well you know they might miss out on 15 million dollars if they right. risk injury so my, my thing with Bryce is if if Bryce was totally healthy I think he plays in a bowl game see to yeah. me he has you know set a precedent of hey he's a team guy he's team first absolutely but yeah. obviously his shoulder's a little banged up he's not 100 percent, and they you know they've talked about that so if he chooses not to play if anyone talks negatively of Bryce after everything that he's done and obviously he, he's gutted through an injury this year to continue so you know he has a legit excuse if he doesn't want to play. You know, he needs to rest to get his shoulder recouped because, you know, he has all this – the combine and stuff coming up in just a few short months now. So, Yeah, yeah I, nothing – yeah, I, I wouldn't hold it against him if he did mm-hmm. choose to sit out. I mean, I think the world of Bryce Young, I think he's – I said it on the last episode, I think he's the greatest quarterback in Alabama football history. I yeah. truly believe that. It's just that the supporting cast has not been what maybe some of these other guys have had mm-hmm. um, to, you know, put them in – uh, the championship, you know, this year. I yeah. mean, they, last year, great year. I mean, he proved what he's what he's about, and then you know, he's not necessarily been a problem this year. He's made plays this year that otherwise would have been dead in the water, you know, with any other er, any other person at quarterback. So, um, I've been impressed with him. I mean, I, I I wish the best for the kid, and I mean, if he chooses not to play, then he chooses not to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you really can't hold it against him. I mean, you think of some of the instances from last postseason where guys chose to play in the. Di- Kenny Pickett, you know, yeah. last year chose to play in his bowl game. And it probably lost a few draft spots from it. And mm-hmm. it's still kind of lingering, you yeah. know, those yeah. in, that injury that he had, you know, in the bowl game last year. And I remember I remember when it happened, you know, some commentators said, well, that'll, that might be the last time a big-name quarterback plays in a, you yeah. know, a, a, a bowl game that doesn't really mean anything. Wasn't you know? that right? Ole Miss quarterback, same thing, right? Yes, yeah. Matt Corral. Yeah. He had a pretty nasty-looking yeah. injury. Yeah. yeah. And – was it? Uh, I don't know if it was a bowl game, but UCF's quarterback, the one that had that really bad looking leg injury, was that? Oh, that's right. Was yeah. that in a bowl game? Remember? I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, but anyway, so I mean, you, you just you never know, and you, and people get so mad when you say a meaningless bowl game. But to these guys, that if you play if you play at these top programs, anything yeah. less than a national championship is a meaningless bowl game to them. And 
you hate to be that way, but it, I mean, it truly is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's like playing yeah. in a consolation bracket. Nobody wants that. If, if you're a yeah. true competitor, it is. Yeah, you so. get a cool swag bag out of it, but right. you know, yeah. what else? What else really comes? Unless you have, really have something to prove, you know. Yeah. And sometimes that works, but you know, most of the guys we're talking about, they've already proven it. Yeah. yeah. So that's right. Yeah. Like I mean, they're great for teams like UCF and and things like that, where you get to play in LSU or in Auburn and have yeah. a chance to make a statement. But like I said, yeah. like the year that Auburn played them, Auburn like they just got beaten in an SEC championship. They had playoff aspirations, and we had several guys that sat out yeah, of that game. You know, but, you know. So it, I so apologize the, to the football world for that because now UCF claims a yeah. 2017 national championship, <laughs> yeah. hung the banner in the stadium. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, so the uh, I think that you know just the the 12 team playoff really solves. Yeah, that problem. Right? I mean, like with guys choosing not to play the twelve team playoff, it, it solves that. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, and I'm looking forward to that. I, I think that you know this year especially has probably made uh, as strong of a case mm-hmm. as any that you know the twelve team playoff is going to be a good thing. Right. Um. I wish they'd start it in 2023. You know. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me that it comes quicker than they said. I mean, you know, and the SEC also made the announcement they're going to do away with the East West Division. Once Texas and Oklahoma gets in there, and it's just like the top two records make it to the championship game, and I love that. I, yeah. You know, I love that. That, well, that. That's how it should be. Because the West has been exponentially harder than the East for how long now? You right. Know? Mm-hmm. You yep. think about those early 2010s years where Missouri and South Carolina is playing in. Yeah. You know, the the SEC championship game against guys that eventually win the national championship. It's yep. just. Yeah. You know, right. it, it, it has been, there's been a power balance issue for a long time and that take that takes care of it. So mm-hmm. uh, I yeah, agree. looking forward to it. It'll be fun. I, so if, as it stands right now, if they did a 12 team playoff, I mean, you're looking at, um, what it'd be like four sec teams. Yeah. You'd have Georgia, um, LSU, Alabama, Tennessee. That's it. Yeah. Four. Yeah. And if Ole Miss wouldn't have, yeah, if Ole Miss hadn't screwed up dropped against, that Arkansas. against Arkansas. And yeah. also, I think they talked about playing, like, the first round of those games at, like, actual college campuses. So, could you imagine, like, getting to go to a playoff game in Jordan-Hare? I oh, mean, that would be Or cool. Bryant-Denny? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. All right, so, are they going to do, the like, the, the bowl names, though? Like, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I, actually, I think the first round, like, the lower the lower seeded games will not be bowl games. And then, like, the second round, you know. Okay. Yeah, the second round just would be, be like the first rounds is what yeah. they'll be called. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Man, that'd be incredible. And also, so picture this. So since they're going to do away with the East and West, they're going to do a twelve-team playoff. Let's say that Auburn, you know, regains what what Auburn has been in the past. You have the Iron Bowl, but with like where both teams are like they were a few years ago, playing to go to the SEC championship game. So somehow they're both still have the top two records in SEC. They play again the next week for an SEC championship. Could you imagine? I hate it. That's insane to think about. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean it is, but you got to think too with with sixteen teams, um, in the you know, in the SEC now, you got to think there's going to be at least two of them that are undefeated at this point, right? Right. I mean, especially with the schedules bouncing around like they are. Yep. They're going to try to try to you know space. So from what I understand, the idea right now, and I don't I don't think they've made anything like I don't think they've confirmed anything. But basically, every single team is going to have a rotating schedule with three permanent mm-hmm. opponents. And two of those opponents are going to be from what they call Group A, and one of those opponents is going to be from Group B uh-huh. based on total school revenue. So basically, you know, you have three permanent opponents. Two of them are going to be good. One of them is going to be bad. It right. just levels the playing field completely. 
I don't see any reason why there won't be two undefeated teams from now on. Now, it won't happen. You know, there will be years where there will be a no loss versus a one loss or a one loss versus a one loss. Yeah, for sure. But there's really no reason with that kind of balance that there shouldn't be two teams that just kind of rock it up to the top. Right. Mm -hmm. But then again, it's the SEC. Every week's, you know. Yeah, and then you think about Alabama and Auburn playing in a playoff game because you're going to have 12 teams. Oh, man. The state would implode, like – but it's that isn't that exciting to think about? Could yeah. you imagine the atmosphere and the everything that would be talked about? You know, for Alabama and Auburn to be meeting in a playoff game. Yeah, that would be um, awesome. Mm, and that, so it it what year was it that uh, that it almost that, that there was talk that it would end up? Was it the the BCS national championship where there was a potential for Auburn and Alabama to play a second time? That that would have been. 2017 would have not. Yeah, we that's beat, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We beat, yeah, we beat Georgia in the in the regular season. Yeah. If we would have beat them again. So we we've already done that once. You know, pretty, yeah. it wasn't back to back, but we yeah. we beat Georgia, skipped one week, had to play them again. Mm-hmm. You know, well, technically two weeks, I guess, uh, in the SEC championship game. But yeah, if if we would have beaten Georgia again, then we play Alabama again, you know? So yeah, that it, been. what a gauntlet that would have been. And, and, you know, of course, Georgia ended it in the championship game, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, yeah, those scenarios. And it's, I got to tell you, you know, on, for, on our side, you know, we get, we get past y'all once. We're good with that. You right. know, we, we don't want to try to do it again. Yeah. Well, same so, thing with Alabama think, yeah, fans. Neither team. Nobody would, wants to see that no. again. That's, that's a miserable game. Yeah. You know, it's because even, even if you win like Alabama won last year, it's just miserable. Like you're you're even sitting there when it's over. Like, oh my gosh, that was yeah. the worst game I've watched yeah. in years. You know, because just the the magnitude of it, and just you know, knowing what what's going to be said to you if if your team loses. You know, oh, yeah. yes, I know, <laughs> I know. Last yeah. and last year was so bad. I mean, and I was there. That's what and that. Yeah, man, that's what made it even worse is that like being there at the game and like Jordan Hare is like electric. I mean, oh yeah, it, it is an electric stadium and. Um, I mean, and Auburn fans were not bad at all. It was the first time I'd ever been to a game in Auburn, mm-hmm. uh, a football game, and uh, I truly expected it to be way worse than what it was. But I yeah. actually ended up arguing with an Alabama fan yeah. at the game, and no Auburn fan said anything to me. Right, that's usually how it goes. Honestly, yeah. I, Facebook is what makes a loss the worst, it, right? Yeah, it does. Because like, yeah, it's people that you don't even off. know, you haven't talked to, that are commenting stuff on, you know, that are making posts and like, you know, like four things are misspelled in their posts and they're talking trash <laughs> about the other team. Facebook is really like the thing that just fires me up more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. Just like this past week, um, you have things and it's just the other team loves, especially with what Auburn is, you know, going through right now. They had a packed house, you know, they're like, we have a packed house with a four and six replacement coach and, all, and Alabama can't even fill their stadium for a, you know, top 10 team. And it's like just a few weeks ago against Arkansas, half your stadium was gone in the fourth quarter. Like, you know, stop. Like, you know, just why do we have to – why do we have to make posts like that? Why can't you just enjoy things? Yeah. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Are you, you talking know. about my post right now? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, but that, that's two totally different things, though, at this point. Yeah. I mean, it's not even – like, you can't even really compare that. Like – there's a reason for Auburn fans to be excited right now. There Cadillac, is, for, for sure. Yeah, but like you can be excited, but then they they have to just take the shot at yeah at Alabama fans, you know. Yeah, but that I guess that's what makes it a rivalry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, greatest rivalry in college football. Yeah, yeah. So, what's your prediction, Will? What do you think? Um, I think I think Alabama does establish the run game just because of how beat up Auburn's defensive line is. I think they're going to make it a point, and also it's supposed to be. Uh, I think it's supposed to be raining that day, which. Uh, 
I don't know. You never know how that affects you because that obviously makes throwing the ball harder, but it, it helps to establish that run. And being at Bryant-Denny, I think, makes a big difference because this will be Ashford's first time in Bryant-Denny. Mm-hmm. Not not that it's like some different than he's played in, bef- you know, he's played in SEC stadiums before, but it's an iron ball, whole different magnitude. I think Alabama wins, but I think it's closer than people think it's going to be. It's going to be in that 10 to 14 point range. Yep. I agree with that. I agree. I don't think I want to make a prediction either. I hope I'm wrong. Though. I hope, you know. <laughs> yeah, because I don't want to listen back to this and be sitting there like ah, after yeah. Alabama just got beat by Auburn and yeah. I'm sitting here saying, yeah, it's going to be 117 to nothing. Right. You know. Yeah, like like Dickie Nadmeyer. That was kind of listen to Rick and Bubba. Yeah, that was yeah. actually my prediction. Right yeah, there. 117 to nothing. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. How fun will that be, though, if it is just – you know, muddy and raining. And oh, it's just yeah. I'd love fashioned. that. Yeah. Yeah. You just, know? just old slugfest. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think it'd be good. The, the Iron Bowl is not fun, though, when it is like just one sided. Yeah. Oh, no. It's not. I it mean, it kind of is to the team that's winning. Well, like, it is. But yeah. even then, like, because the, they were leaving, right? Yeah. I mean, right. you know, like, it was <laughs> Gene Chizik's last two years, I think. And it was, uh, and I don't know the order, but it, Alabama beat them. 42 to 14 one year and then 49 to nothing like the uh, second year yeah. or vice versa. I don't remember which one. And that just wasn't fun. I mean, it really uh, wasn't. I don't know, man. I agree. I, it, 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 it's, it's cool that they, they won and it's, yeah. and it's good. But you almost look forward to the intensity. Yeah. You look forward to like it being a close game because, yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of a heartbreaker. I, I, I will thoroughly enjoy if I'm sitting in Bryant Denny like in the third <laughs> quarter just kicked up. Are you going? Yeah, I'm going for oh, sure. Yeah, that. yeah. Cool. What a what a, I don't I don't even like thinking about that time period because what a missed opportunity right for Gene Chizik, I mean you, you really I mean 2011 2012 that's how, that's how you follow up a national championship mm-hmm. yeah how does that happen and Gene Chizik is a good coach by the way he, he, he really is, is. so right. what, I mean what happened and there's you know as big of a, a a message board board enthusiast as I am there's still not a whole lot of stories on exactly what happened you know down there <laughs> with Gene Chizik you know I don't well I so. Really, the 2010 Auburn team, their defense had some good players, but there were there were some struggles there, right? Oh, With, for sure. I, if Nick Fairley wasn't on that team, then then we lose probably three games. Okay, you know he was as big of a hero on that team as as. So he Cam never could. Gene Chizik being a defensive guy, he never could lock in a good coordinator on that side of the ball to trust and and run the defense effectively, right? Well, he never, yeah. I mean, he really didn't have a good, you know, offensive or defensive coordinator through his whole tenure, and, except I mean, for Gus, and that was yeah, except for Gus. I mean, you got you know, but but once again, it was a different era for Gus. He was at the top of his game. He leaves after the 2010, you yeah. know, gets gets a job at Arkansas State. And it was but a he, splash, and yeah. that's the thing with his offense. It's all, it's a splash every time he comes back yeah. in the picture. But he has Cam Newton, yeah. You know, so that's right. so what do we really know? You yeah. know, we think Gus was a really good coach. I think Gus was a really good coach at the time, but you know, after Gus, he definitely didn't have anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think was it Tony Franklin after that? I can't remember who it was. Twenty eleven. So yeah, I mean that maybe that's Chiswick's downfall is choosing good people around him maybe like yeah. coaches or whatever because he is a good coach i like gene chizik mm-hmm. always super respectful and really like the guy but yeah i mean you put you got cam newton and then nick marshall though i mean he he transitioned him what did he play before well that that was gus again you know yeah. that was 2013 was nick yeah. marshall's first year play what position did he play before? defensive back in yeah. georgia I mean, that's a impressive <laughs> yeah it's crazy did he play quarterback in high school 
I think they all do. Probably. Don't they? Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> In, anybody that athletic, probably so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, I guess are we good to transition to uh, the Egg Bowls tomorrow night? There's a lot. There's a lot surrounding Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Yeah, I think that uh, I think I think Ole Miss runs away with that one for some reason. I I, I just do. I think that they uh, that they do uh, that Ole Miss eventually wins that ball game. I don't know. With all the distractions that have been going on, um, you know, at the Grove this week, you know, between Twitter and uh, the guy leaking the report that his sources told him that Kiffin, as of Friday, will be out of there and he'll be in Bryant Denny on Saturday. You know, like, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on. Has that been said? No, but I mean, oh, you know what I'm okay. saying. You know how Lane is. That would be such a Lane yeah. thing to do is to take that job. He's out of there, and then Saturday he shows up at the Iron Bowl. Sitting, walking the sidelines. Yeah, walking yeah. the sidelines. And, you know, who who knows? I don't know if they would actually do that yeah. to Cadillac. But Lane, he would be there, and he would, like, just tweet. He would just tweet a picture of, like, of Bryant Denny, and he wouldn't say anything else. That's all he would do. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. would be trolling. Well, Harson sat in the box, didn't he, in the Birmingham Bowl or For the something? bowl game, yeah. yeah. And a lot of coaches do that when they're coming in. They'll sit in yeah. the box, and they get a nice interview. Yeah, we can't wait to get these guys. We're here yeah. watching them. Yeah, these guys look terrible right now, but yeah. I'm, I'm going to get them good. Yeah, right. I mean, that's pretty much his attitude. There's there's some stuff I'm going to fix. I see, you know. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Now, to me, uh, it's the perfect storm with Ole Miss coming off of just absolute, you know, shellacking. Uh, they're hearing their coach maybe leaving. There's a lot of uncertainty in there. Mississippi State has a lot to play for. They want to get it back. They want to get the egg back. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's a perfect storm for an upset. It is, yeah, yeah. And, and Mississippi State's not a bad team. No, I mean they've definitely got the capability of uh, of beating Ole Miss. Did you see where Lane Kiffin's son messaged Will Rogers and asked him to give him his towel after the game? No, <laughs> yeah. Lane Kiffin's son's funny. That's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 posted it and said uh, said Knox is uh, uh, just like speaking to the enemy. Yeah, speaking to the enemy. <laughs> yeah. Basically, yeah, that's great. That was funny. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think it's Mississippi State. I, I think you're exa- I think you're exactly really? right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, the, he hasn't denied anything. Yeah, you know, he reports are that yesterday he had a meeting with the team, and there's a fake report out there that basically said that you know he told him he was signing the extension and all that was fake or whatever. Somebody made a fake account. It's kind of funny, but the actual report is he went and told them. He said that nothing. He his exact words were nothing is set in stone. Nothing's official. Yeah. If it is, I will tell you before social media does. Right. So he's basically saying, hey, there might be something to it, you know, but it's not done yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a contract on his desk. You know, he has he has an offer from Auburn, in my opinion. It's just, is he going to sign it? Reports were that it finally made it to his desk last night. And, and, yeah. and Auburn's deal is they don't want to make an offer unless they know it's going to be signed. Yeah. So the fact that he has one now, and, and the people mm-hmm. that's reporting that, Justin Hokinson and uh, – and, and, and a couple others. I mean, I, I think they're pretty reliable people. Um, I, you know what? Let me back up a second. I don't think Hoke reported that. I think Ole Miss guys reported that. Yeah. And our guys are like, yeah, that's 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 true. So, apparently he has an offer now. They believe he's going to accept it. He has a verbal in place. We'll see. A ver- verbal yes to a ver- Auburn? A verbal yes to Auburn. They wouldn't put the paperwork on his desk if he didn't. Do you think that if this happens – I guess we'll transition into the Auburn coaching search now – if this happens, do you think they announce it on Friday before the Iron Bowl, or do you think they let the Iron Bowl happen? And that way they don't kind of take away from the Carnell Cadillac Williams well, shine. So, so now that it's kind of blown up, and, and who knows who kind of released that information, now that it's blown up, I think they almost have to announce it on Friday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I think intentions were to probably announce it on Sunday after. According yeah. to a lot of the a lot of the beat writers, that was the intention. But now everybody's kind of saying, well, you know, it's it's out there now. It's going to be out there as soon as he's gone. He's going to tell his players. It's going to get out there in social media. They're going to have to they're going to have to announce it after the Egg Bowl. Probably it's it's, it's a little unfortunate that the Egg Bowl's tomorrow and the Iron yeah. Bowl's on Saturday. Yeah. You know, so. Um, but yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have to. Uh, what a media storm! If, if this is all taking place and it goes down Friday, what a media storm it's going to be on Friday and Saturday, leading into this game, all the talk, and then Lane Kiffin patrolling the sidelines at Auburn University against Nick Saban. They're both in state again. I can't even imagine. The, how, how fun would it have been though if if Saban were a little younger and all this had taken place, like you know. Back a few years, I mean, because I, I feel like Saban's kind of at the end of the line. I, I don't think that yeah he's going to stick around too much longer. But like, if that Kiffin Saban Iron Bowl rivalry had happened ten years yeah, ago, yeah, like I mean, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it's still going to. I don't know. I mean, he, he's getting to the end of the line, but what does that mean? Like, does that mean twenty thirty? I mean, if we still have yeah. six yeah. or seven years of it. That's a long time, and and uh, Man, you know, in college like football time, so. eighty four. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, no. He, <laughs> How old is he? Seventy one, seventy two, or seventy three. Yeah, Man, yeah. Twenty thirty, he'll be ninety eight, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I mean, but just just imagine SEC media days with with those two guys. You know, like, yeah, they're in conference now, but when you're at at Auburn, it's a whole different ball game. But at, somebody texted me earlier and said, "What's the scariest hire Auburn can make?" And I I said. Lane Kiffin. It's Lane Kiffin. Lane, Lane Kiffin by by far. I mean, I think every Alabama fan that um, was familiar with Lane when he was at Alabama, they understand that this is going to be a threat. Like, it's good. the Iron yeah. Bowl will be a chess match even more so than what it is yep. now every single year. Um, so, you, you're you're thinking Lane Kiffin for sure. There's no I, chance I of think, you freeze. I think it's a 9.5 out of 10 chance. Oh, if, wow. If, if Lane did fall through, it'd probably be – Probably be Hugh Freeze, but I mean that's kind of going back and forth too. They're you know the beat writers who are the only people we can really listen to on this are going back and forth between saying Hugh Freeze will be second in line and Hugh Freeze isn't even being considered. So who knows really? Hmm. Yeah. You know, James Franklin's name got dropped earlier this week. I don't think any of that's even likely really. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's either going to be Lane or somebody totally different, just out of the you know out of the right. conversation completely. Yeah, just something. But Lane brings that immediate. Uh, I guess you'd say, leg- like, legitimacy to, hey, you know, Lane Kiffin walks in your house wearing an Auburn pullover recruiting you. That's, you know, that's tough. That That's hard, you know, to, to turn down. I mean, that's uh, – And Robbie Ashford would not stay if it's Kiffin, didn't That's – I mean, that's kind of what I hear, you know. I don't I, – I think that's kind of unconfirmed, but I've heard that, that Robbie Ashford wouldn't be around. I don't think – I don't think Lane would play yeah. him anyway, though, you know. Yeah, Jackson Darda look looked good and – in navy and orange so will judkins yeah that's like what i'm saying like who knows who knows what the transfer portal yeah that thing's going to be lighting up if he gets that job and that, that's why the i think King. it's the, yeah that's it's the uh that, that is the scariest hire as an alabama fan you know last time we talked i kind of campaigned for for cadillac a little bit but yeah. since then i've kind of changed my tune and thought about it man i, I really think cadillac has a lot of potential as mm-hmm. a head coach in the future mm-hmm. I, I think he, he really could be a star in the game but he's not there yet mm-hmm. so I really hope Lane keeps him on staff, you know, just, you know, assuming Lane's going to be there. I think he would be stupid not to. Oh, yeah. Tag him with an associate head coach title. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, I think the worst thing that Lane could do first day on campus is letting Cadillac go because he's going to lose the team immediately. Yeah. So, we'll see. We'll see how that plays out first. I don't – I that's a big first hurdle to get through, you know, for whoever steps on campus in this mm-hmm. role. So, 
Uh, you know, we'll let's see how that goes first. The way Kiffin is, though, I think he like I, I think it's a no brainer. He keeps Cadillac on staff, yeah. and he he tells like, hey, yeah, you're you're sticking around. I mean, that's a recruiting advantage number one. But then, yeah, you don't want to upset the apple cart. You know, the fan base, the team. I mean, I think yeah. there'd be a lot of mad people if uh, if if Cadillac were to be dismissed. And I mean, you got a lot of yeah, a lot of Alabama fans that are rooting for Cadillac outside of the Iron Bowl. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's a he's Alabama boy, you know. Yeah, local for us here, and I mean, there's a lot of people rooting for him. A lot of people are wanting him to get the job, but I agree. I don't think I don't think he's necessarily ready to take on in Auburn and and, and you know put a staff together that's going to make Auburn a championship caliber team. I don't think he's there mm-hmm. yet, but I think that if Kiffin comes on board, Cadillac stays at Auburn for you know maybe a couple of years, three years or whatever. And then he finally gets an opportunity at a Florida Atlantic or, you know, some smaller school there. And right. then he starts proving himself to move back up into the ranks. Yep. He, he's got to go out and make more contacts for sure. You know, yeah. I was a big proponent of actually hiring Kevin Steele after Gus mm-hmm. Malzahn. And a lot of people were going, look, uh, Kevin Steele's a failed coach. Look what he did back at Baylor in 1954, yeah. you know, and, mm-hmm. and what can he do now? Well, Kevin Steele's been in the coaching game for 30 more years now. He's made that many more contacts. He could have put together an amazing staff. Yeah. And if Carnell actually gets out there and makes more contacts than just Auburn guys, mm-hmm. I mean, people are going to want to 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 work for him. You mm-hmm. know, I think that's pretty obvious. Yeah. He goes out and makes more contacts. He comes back an all star. I really think that's long term what Auburn really should want. How important is it for a head coach to have been a coordinator? I don't think it's very important at all. Yeah. I think it's almost. Uh, I think it's. I made the analogy that that I think fans like to look at it like a normal office job where you have your workers who are, you know, position coaches and then their managers are offensive coordinators and then the CEO is the coach. But it's really not that way. Coordinators are skilled positions, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's, you know, they have the ability to call plays and, and put together a playbook. You know, I don't think your best head coaching candidates are always the guys that just call plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Who would uh, who would Kevin go after? You think as offense coordinator at Auburn, Jeff Levy? Think he tries to get him back? Mm. He's at his alma mater right now at Oklahoma, right? Yeah, I don't know suck. if he leaves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That's a uh, probably Charlie Weiss Jr. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the guy that's been with him this whole time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mm, man, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. It is. Yeah, I'm ex- I'm excited. You know, just to see how everything shakes yeah. out. Uh, hopefully. You know, Alabama, I think Alabama will shake some things up at the end of the year. I think mm-hmm. that there's – Bill O'Brien's name keeps getting brought up a lot for jobs. If we're lucky. Yeah. That's what we were just talking about. Um, you know, Matt Rule is out there right now. He mm. He's an offensive guy that had a really good college stint and is looking for a job right now. So, yeah. that could be a really good name to bring back in a little, you know, a little younger. And, uh, you know, who knows? Who knows? Georgia's good. Yeah, they are. Say it. No. <laughs> Can't. We already got it on soundbite. Yeah. I know. Oh, it's on the other one. That's <laughs> yeah. how the episode ends. Yeah. Everybody thinks Will's a Georgia fan now. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Well, I guess we can wrap it up there, guys. Okay. Uh, good episode. Uh, hopefully the Iron Bowl shakes out in Alabama's favor for us. Right. The opposite for Colton, I guess. But yeah. um, good episode here of Couch Coach Corner. Yep. Enjoyed it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks. You've been listening to Under Further Review, the sports podcast with Anthony Burgess. 
Visit us online at UFRSportsCast.com and follow us on Twitter at UFR underscore SportsCast. Thank you for listening. And after further review, the ruling on the field stands. UFR 